Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Mom? Hello. What's up? Not much. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Well, I wanted to give you a heads up. Aaron and Nate are both back on 30 Pop this week. Uh Uh-oh. And so there's going to be a little bit of language you don't like. Uh Uh-oh. Well, maybe I just won't listen to it. What's it about? (laughs) It's about Saved by the Bell. How can you use bad language with Saved by the Bell? You'll have to listen to see, I guess. You can't bleep them? I'm going to bleep one of them. Okay. So, but I just wanted you and anyone like you to at least be aware before you start the episode. Okay. Thanks for pushing through. Well, I love your podcast and I love listening to your voice. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, good. You're not recording this, are you? I am, yeah. Oh, Lucas Wiley. Okay, so I'm going to let you go now. Don't make me say things I shouldn't say. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later, Mom. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 1, Episode 27. Monster Movies and Zach Morris Moments. Today we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, August 26, 1989. Hello friends, welcome to episode number 27 of 30 Pop. A few weeks back, a few of my closest Saved by the Bell fanatic friends and I got together at my favorite little bar slash coffee shop in Houston, Cafeza, and recorded a live episode celebrating that show's 30th anniversary in front of a small audience. We had all the fun, and I've been super excited to share that live episode with you today, but we had some technical difficulties with the sound system that night, and I didn't realize until I sat down to edit it together this week that the audio we captured was just not good. So, unfortunately, it looks like that live episode is just going to have to stay buried for now. But fear not. I've got something else for us to celebrate Saved by the Bell. But first, let's take a quick look at everything else that was happening in pop culture this week in 1989. The number one film at the box office for the second of three straight weeks was John Hughes and John Candy's Uncle Buck, which we'll do a deep dive on in next week's episode. A couple of fun theatrical releases, though. First, a 92-minute 1986 Japanese film cut down to 77 minutes for its U.S. release, edited down from over 74 hours of footage of an orange tabby cat and little pug puppy wandering in the wilderness, filmed over the course of four years and narrated by actor Dudley Moore, the cutesy, albeit nonsensical, Adventures of Milo and Otis. Milo was trouble from the very beginning. The first animal Milo met was Otis. You're a strange-looking cat, Milo said. Oh, I'm not a cat. I'm a dog. Really, deep down inside, we're all cats, right? Uh, no. Deep down inside, I'm a dog. Nevertheless, 
Milo and Otis became best friends. We're going to take a walk outside today. Going to see what we can find today. We're going to take a walk outside today. Going to see what we can find today. Milo and Otis, they're traveling far away from home. And the only way back is together. Now a puppy needs a buddy. And a kitten needs a pal. Such a great big world that's all set up For a curious cat and a pug-nosed pup Friends to meet, places to be It's all so new and fun to see Milo and Otis, two friends who share a love of adventure and the adventure of love. The Adventures of Milo and Otis. This movie was wildly successful in Japan, even winning the Japanese equivalent of a Best Picture Oscar in 1987, and made a fair-sized splash in the U.S. as well, despite being shrouded in controversy. Rumors and accusations of incredibly inhumane treatment of the animals featured in the film linger to this day. Although they've never been proven, it's hard to imagine any way that they could not be true. Supposedly, at least 20 kittens and one puppy were killed and or intentionally maimed in the production of this film, which... Again, seems pretty likely, given the scenarios in which we see the animals almost die throughout the movie. And the fact that Milo and Otis never really grow old at all, despite the film taking four years to make. Sorry if that ruins any fond memories you may have had. Also in theaters this week in 1989 was a film I loved at the time. Fred and Ben Savage, Howie Mandel, and Daniel Stern in the family-friendly comedy fantasy Little Monsters. I wonder why kids get blamed for everything just because their parents can't explain it. Hey, I didn't do anything. You did, mister. The reason's right under your bed. Hey, bud, the name's Maurice, and I'll catch you later. What goes on down there is every kid's fantasy. It's magic. And goodbye. No teachers, no rules, no homework. <laughs> and the best part is, you don't see any parents telling the kids what they can't eat. We're the reason kids get locked in their rooms. We're the reason brothers hate their sisters. <laughs> We're also the reason that parents send their kids back to camp. Little Monster. Fred Tavage. Howie Mandel. They act up when the sun goes down. Unlike some of Fred Savage's other films from the late 80s, including one of my favorites from 1989, The Wizard, this movie doesn't really hold up at all, but it was super fun for its time and I'll always remember it fondly. In music, finally, for the last week, the number one album in the country was Prince's Batman soundtrack, and the number one single was Richard Marx's Right Here Waiting. I'm excited to get to say something different about the music world next week. And now on to the main event. As I mentioned before, 30 years ago this past week on August 20th was the NBC debut of Saved by the Bell. The show had aired for one season previously on the Disney Channel under a different title, Good Morning Miss Bliss, which was really more a show about a British junior high teacher in Indiana, played by Haley Mills. A few of its characters, namely Zach Morris, Lisa Turtle, Samuel Screech Powers, and the school's principal, Mr. Belding, all relocated to the Palisades, California for the reboot of the show in the fall of 89. That one season of Good Morning Miss Bliss was eventually retrofitted with the new theme song and title and sold as the first season of Saved by the Bell, which I find a little irritating. Anyway, as bummed as I am to not get to share our live episode from Cafeza, I am still excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared to share something else. 
I sat down a little while back to talk to my dear friends Aaron and Nate about our most mischievous Zach Morris-esque decisions from 30 years ago and the trouble that they got us into. So it's with great joy and shame in equal measure that I share with you now our Zach Morris moments. Back with me today, two of my favorite storytellers in the world. One, Aaron Hale, filmmaker, screenwriter, actor extraordinaire. Welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And Nate Williams. You just have more stories maybe than any person I know. I'm so glad you're here. Luke, that makes me so happy to hear. Finally, importance. In your face, Kathleen, I matter. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know (laughs) the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but I'm confident it will be a good one. So... I want to know, in 1989, think about how old you were, I want to know, at that point in your life, what's the worst trouble you'd ever gotten in? (laughs) Man. Oh. I'm sure you got a great one. I'm good. Yeah, go Okay. Take it away. I think it was around this time, 1989. I mean, I picture in either third or fourth grade art class, I am not excelling and sitting there. I just always hated art class, and I just would get in trouble there. I would get... All kinds of weird. Well, anyway, I get up. And I don't know where this possibly comes from, but I get up to sharpen my pencil, and I sharpen it, and as I'm walking back to my seat, I'm like, man, that's so sharp. Like, I am amazed with the sharpness of this pencil. Literally, I'm taken by it. So I sit down, and I'm debating about what to draw, knowing, look, pencil's at its sharpest point. I got to really use this moment. girl next to me gets up and walks away. And I start looking at this pencil again, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have her sit on this. Oh, oh no. Girl, who knows where she went, but she comes back. And right as she's sitting down, I just slide my hand over oh, under. Nice. And she sits. What are you doing? On this pencil. Oh, my God. Worst trouble I'd been in to the yeah. point in life, right? Yeah. So Well-deserved. Well-deserved, but don't worry. I had an alibi, as all <laughs> third graders do. <laughs> as she was coming... The teacher opened the door and the wind blew in the room. Oh, gosh. and it rolled the pencil off the desk and it landed on the chair right Stra- as she sat on it. standing on the eraser. <laughs> Gets worse. They so, no, no principal, whoever it is. So you're telling me, son, that this pencil landed straight up and she sat on it? No, 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 no. It was leaning against the back of the chair and when she sat, it straightened the pencil up. <laughs> Oh, that did was they my, buy it? No. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was so loud. that was real loud. So I was in so. I mean, much was she trouble. like bleeding, or like, what I, happened to the girl? I honestly can't give you much fallout on there. I I've told about all the extent of the story I remember. Oh, that's awful. I don't even remember getting in extreme trouble, but that's the only time at that point in life being sent to the AP for anything. Wow. Aaron, you got anything? Well, when I was young, I liked to talk a lot, so I was in trouble a lot. There was like a big chair in the classroom that I had to sit in pretty much all year round. It was like the big chair <laughs> the in the middle chair. of the room. You know, This what is I mean? why all the ladies left you back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, I remember my first grade teacher, Miss Gordon, was like, she really liked me, but she always had me in the big chair because I just was very disruptive. But... I remember being in 89 in second grade when I lost this tooth right here, one of my front teeth. My teacher was awful. 
she was like so awful that I was afraid to go to school some days. Like my mother was worried. <laughs> this is true. My mom was worried about me because I was I would cry about going to school every day. This teacher, I'm not even going to name her name, but she just didn't like children. So my mom was worried about me because I would cry about going to school. So she took me to counseling. Mm. And I only because went... One, so what, what did the teacher do that was awful? She did not like children. <laughs> like, for example, every single time we would leave the room, the classroom, she would like spray it down and 409 it. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like full on, could not stand kids. Anyway, so I... I went to counseling for like two sessions and then the counselor was like, told my mom, he's fine. He just doesn't like his teacher. But all I have to say, this is a prime example. I wasn't really paying attention in class and the teacher called on me and I dropped my pencil when she called on me. And when I bent down to pick up my pencil, my chair flipped out from underneath me and I slammed my face on the desk. Oh my God. And I sat up. And I was a little confused, and I looked down, and my hand was like in my lap, and my tooth fell out into my hand. And I didn't know what I was looking at. I was like, what is that in my hand? And the girl next to me, Lisa, said, he lost his tooth. And I realized that what was in my hand was my tooth. And the teacher was so mad at me <laughs> for being disruptive or something. I remember she like took me down to the nurse, and she had my arm in her hand. She's like yanking me down the hall. She was so mad that I disrupted her class by banging my face <laughs> on the desk and losing my tooth. True story. Wow. And it was this one right here. It grew back, I guess. Grew, <laughs> I ended up growing in an adult tooth, and now I look normal. Mostly normal. <laughs> Mostly normal, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, the teeth are fine. That's funny. See, I didn't really do bad things at that point in my life. It was probably fifth grade when I learned to be a little turd, but... Actually, I'll share a story from fifth grade. So this is probably a year later. 90. But obviously, we used to pass notes in class. That was a huge thing because we couldn't text each other at the time. So we would pass notes in class. And I remember my dad and my brother used to go to like the church where we grew up to play basketball one night every week. They'd go play. And I'd always go and I would just like run around the gym while they were playing basketball. And I remember coming in one night from playing basketball and my mom was sitting on the couch folding laundry. And I was like, she did my laundry. I started doing my own laundry in third grade. And so I was like, "Wow, she did my laundry. That's, uh-oh. I don't know what's in these notes. I, I bet she found these notes. I saw two notes sitting out. <laughs> one was in purple paper. I remember that. The first one was to the same girlfriend who I mentioned on a previous episode, Lauren. It was the note where I told her, <laughs> I make $100 a month. You can buy anything you want for Christmas. <laughs> And I knew what the purple note was. It was me and my friend Robert Wells used to pass notes back and forth, basically cussing each other out. Oh, amazing. But, but we were fifth graders. Fifth and grade knowing cussing. your mom on this with this show, yeah. she can't handle the word shit. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. Much less the word f- <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. Both those words were on the paper. But I didn't know how to use them right, you know? Oh, awesome. So, like, it's not just that it was bad words. It was bad word nonsense. <laughs> but so I came in, and, and I saw that she was folding my clothes and that these notes were sitting out. And I have this funny thing where when I get in trouble, I get really dizzy. <laughs> so, I love this. To this day when he gets in trouble... <laughs> I get really, <laughs> really dizzy. 
He's so weak, it throws off his equilibrium. <laughs> I'm not kidding, it's true. So my mom sits me down with my dad in the room, who's completely oblivious at this point to the fact that these notes exist. My mom has obviously already read them and folded them back up, and she says, I want you to read those notes to us. And I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> and so I picked up the white piece of paper first because I knew, I knew which note yeah, was which. Yeah. And I read it. And, you know, they were a little disappointed that I was offering to buy this girl anything she wanted <laughs> from the school store. And I was hoping, like, maybe it'll just stop there and I'll just get in trouble for that. And then she made me read the other one. <laughs> and every place where there was a cuss word, I would just say the first letter. <laughs> and this is before people, like, did that. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't a thing. And so I just remember my dad being so confused. And like, <laughs> what are you saying? Like, he, I don't think he realized that those were profane words that I was replacing. And I got a few lines in, but I think they could see me because I just was sitting there just like, <laughs> you read the passage. Like, dizzy, so dizzy. And I don't even remember what my punishment was because I had like never done anything bad before. My brother was the bad one. But anyway, that was the when worst I was that it, When I was a kid, I cursed like a sailor. <laughs> I remember like being on the playground and just saying every bad word ever <laughs> with my friends. My parents had no idea. I cursed so much. That's the best. I was naughty. That's hilarious. I love the idea that you're like about to pass out. <laughs> yeah, very, very dizzy. I mean, the room just starts spinning. So anyway, thank you guys so much for sharing. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. It's so much fun. Oh man, so fun. Thanks as always to Nate and Aaron for coming on and sharing their tremendous gifts for storytelling. And as always, thanks to you for supporting this show with your downloads, your reviews, and your hard-earned dollars. If you want to be a part of the -the behind-the-scenes community that keeps this machine moving, check out the Patreon link in the show notes. Have a great week, friends. Work hard, have fun, and compliment a few strangers. I'll be back next week, but until then, in the immortal words of the Zack Attack, remember... Through it all, hanging tough, we'll stay side by side. We'll be friends forever till the end of time. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Prawner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1989 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com.